Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Tournament Grind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Vest. Let's start out the show today with a few housekeeping items before we get into our tournament for the week. So first, a quick update on music. Uh, still, obviously, as you heard for the intro, no music to be found yet, but we do still have a couple of positive lines on getting some audio to kick off and bring home the show. Uh, so hoping to have that solved in the next week or two. That being said, if you know any musicians who are interested in potentially getting a little bit of exposure, definitely shoot me over their contact info so I can open up a dialogue with them and see if we can, can get something into the show. I also wanted to mention I haven't seen a whole lot of interaction on Twitter thus far, uh, and I'm, I'm curious about ways that I might be able to improve that, so if you have any thoughts, uh, shoot that over to me as well. I'd, I'd really like to see the Twitter following grow a little bit and, and hopefully use that as a, an interactive component for the show uh, as it continues to develop. One final note, uh, I'm very happy to report to everyone that I was able to make a deep run in a tournament this week. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sad to say that I wasn't recording for that deep run. Uh, on Tuesday this past week, we played in the same Bovada $550-$2,000 guarantee tournament, wound up with a final table and fourth place overall finish, profiting about $150, and we're actually up, uh, we were the chip leader, uh, four-handed, uh, and lost a pretty brutal pot to uh, the the other big stack at the table. Uh, so it would have been a dominant big stack had we our ace-king held against ace-jack all in pre, and we could have faded the river jack. So um, still a lot of success. Obviously those numbers don't count towards our podcast total, um, but it's good to see the positive momentum. So I wanted to share that for anybody who's kind of following along here. So that covers our housekeeping items. That being said, let's uh, let's get into our tournament for this week. Uh, this episode will be covering the December 19th, 9 p.m. 2K guarantee on Bovada. The buy-in for this tournament is $5.50. Two re-entries are allowed. Starting stack is 10K. Blinds go up every 10 minutes. And late registration and re-entry runs for the first 14 levels or roughly... Two and a half hours of, of gameplay. Breaks start at the 55 minute mark of each hour and are five minutes long. And we bought in at level six, about 10 minutes before the first break. So let's get into some hands. Next hand, there's a dead button. So we are technically the button for this hand. And we have Jack 10 offsuit. Under the gun limps, as does the cutoff. We're going to raise 5x here because of those limpers. Jack-10, one of my favorite hands. Obviously prefer it suited, but just has so much playability post-flop. It's, it's kind of easy to play post-flop most of the time. Under the gun calls. Cutoff is thinking. may see a raise from from the cutoff i don't think so i, I don't see him limping and then three betting though you see some weird stuff sometimes at these these stakes at any stakes but especially uh, at these stakes you see some some stuff that just makes you really wonder why you would do that he does ultimately call so we go three ways to the flop 
Four, five, king, two clubs and a heart. Under the gun checks it over to us. The cutoff checks as well. And I think we have to see bet this, even though we have really no equity other than a backdoor flush draw with our jack of clubs and a backdoor straight draw. Um, it's just our, it's a pretty good flop for our hand and two players that don't seem to have a whole lot of interest in the hand. Um, a pretty good flop for our range, I should say. And they do both fold, so a good, good hand to win there with, with, you know, effectively no equity. This next hand, we've entered level 8, so blinds will now be 125 to 50. Next hand, we are in the hijack. Again, still still have about 47 blinds to start the hand. And we pick up 8-9 suited in diamonds. Under the gun folds. Under the gun one folds. Middle position folds. Low jack limps. So we'll be raising this one 3x. So that'll be up to 750 from the 250 big blind. Again, 8-9 suited in diamonds here. No particularly short stacks uh, or um, particularly big stacks to take note of uh, involved with us in the hand. I guess the big blind is a, a larger-ish stack. He's got us uh, by about 2x in terms of total stack size. So that's notable. Uh, I don't know that it matters a whole lot. The cutoff actually 3-bets us, but he min 3-bets us. So 500 more from the cutoff. So a couple different options here. Uh, we're never folding, of course. We could either raise a four bet, kind of a four bet bluff situation, or just call. I think I'm gonna elect to call at this stage of the tournament. Don't know much about this guy. Um, he's only we've only been playing with him for eight hands, so don't don't know much about how he plays. Flop comes queen three queen. So we'll check. We do have a diamond out there for our backdoor flush possibilities. And he checks behind rather quickly. That sometimes is going to mean a queen, but uh, I still think we need to take a stab at this. So we're going to bet half pot here. Because he checked so quickly and he just insta-folds. So we win a pot with nine high, which is excellent. And I know that it seems so trivial sometimes, you know, things that you just would never would never fly in a, a more challenging game or, you know, against some some really thinking players, right? Where, oh, the quick check back, that must mean he's nutted, you know, he's got some kind of massive hand. No, he's got he's probably got nothing. You know, the min three bet is so so weird and then just a, a whole bunch of combinations there that are, are weird, so pretty pretty happy with the outcome there, obviously. For this next string of hands, we now have entered level 10, so blinds are now 200-400 with a 40-chip ante. This is our last hand uh, at this blind level, so we still have 50 blinds to start off with. Oh, I'm sorry, blinds did go up this hand, so we're, we're at 37.5 blinds. We're in the high jack with, I'm uh, oh, sorry, the low jack with king seven of hearts. Definitely on the bottom end of our opening range, but we are going to min-raise open this one. The cutoff comes along, as does the button. So we go three ways to a flop, out of position. Flop comes 3-8-queen, 
There is a heart out there, so we do pick uh, have the backdoor flush draw possibility. Two, both the other two players are players we've played other hands against. They've both been very active and very passive. Um, so I'm I'm actually going to check here. Uh, that checks through, and so I, I don't think I'm ever not betting the turn now. Turn's actually a weird one. It's a three of clubs, so it pairs the board. We'll just fire a half pot bet out there with nothing but king high. But just the incredibly passive players behind us that are just going to give it to us a lot of times. The cutoff folds. And the button who is a relative short stack, also folds. So we take down another pretty, not a huge pot, but not a, a nothing pot um, with nothing but king high. And we're now in middle position, and we pick up pocket kings. So we'll just min-raise open again, see if we can go on a little bit of a streak here. Did get a call from the, the low jack player, the player right behind us again, who again we've played a couple hands against. And it folds around to, folds all the way around. So we will just half pet, half pot C bet into the flop of four, five, nine with two hearts. We do also have the king of hearts, which is not super significant, but notable. It's heart club is our hand for what it's worth. And it was four of hearts, five of spades, nine of hearts. Our extremely loose passive player behind us folds. This guy might be the very definition of loose passive. He is V-pipping at 60% and his aggression factor is 0.5, which is low. Not, not stupid low, but very low. Alright, now under the gun with... I have to do some math. We've got about 19k in our stack. We have pocket jacks, 19K and a 400 big blind. I should be able to do this math in my head, but it's just too much for me to stay on top of. 47 and a half blinds to start the hand. So we min raise open, our, our standard open. Folds all the way around to the button. Button folds as well, so just the blinds now. See if we get played back at it all. We get a jam from a relatively short stack in the small blind. This player's been pretty tight, so this is uh, a little bit concerning. I, I don't think we're ever folding. He jams 4,600. Um, so, you know, we've got plenty to call and be way behind and, and not, you know, it definitely isn't an optimal scenario to lose this hand, but I just don't think we can fold jacks here, even though uh, I think a lot of times we're going to be up against a really good hand. But there's also going to be a plenty of ace-king, ace-queen kind of hands out there. So um, we'll call. Oh, and he has pocket seven, sickening though. He flops quads. Flop comes seven, seven, queen, ace, king is the full run out. So uh, we actually are in phenomenal shape pre-flop. I was actually considering uh, sometimes folding there. Uh, I guess against that guy now we can never fold. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Uh, pocket sevens is a fine hand to do that with. Uh, you know, he has a little more than 10 blinds. That's, that's perfectly acceptable um, for him to jam there. Just a really unlucky flop for us. Flops us nearly dead and, and turns us stone dead. So that's a bummer. We lose that hand and that chips us down to about 14k. 
Next hand, we pick up ace-jack offsuit. We're in the cutoff with 13.7K at a 400 big blind, which is good for something like 35-ish blinds. And it looks like it's going to fold all the way around to us. Uh, I shouldn't say that. We're on the hijack right now. The hijack does fold, so we will come with our standard min raise open. Folds all the way over to the big blind, who's uh, the same player that has been really... Uh, well, his metrics actually are okay, but on balance he's been been a fairly weak player flop is deuce three five two spades not a particularly strong flop uh, he checks it over to us though he did call pre obviously to mix it up uh, we're just going to put him in there's 2100 in the pot he's only got 2600 behind so we'll just jam um I, he's gonna fold a lot and if he calls, I don't think we're ever in horrible shape equity-wise. Unless he has exactly ace-king or ace-queen. Um, which, because he doesn't seem to raise much, I guess he can. Uh, but he does fold there, so we take it down. We are now entering level 11 of the tournament. So blinds will be 250-500 with a 50-chip ante. Alright, we start the hand with about 25 big blinds here. And we're in the small blind. We have ace-10 offsuit. I should note also the big blind is a very short stack. So we'll be trying to get it in. It actually folds all the way around to us. So we're just going to jam it in. Uh, and I expect he's going to call with a lot here. <laughs> he does call and he has 9-10 offsuit. Hopefully we don't get unlucky this time. We actually, flop comes king-queen-deuce-jack-6. So we turn Broadway uh, and... Eliminate that player, one of the very weak players we've had in a few uh, earlier hands. Next hand, we are now in the cutoff. Uh, we have about 32 blinds and ace nine offsuit. We're going to go ahead and open that one. Folds over to the big blind. He does defend. Big blind has us covered. He's got about double our stack. And he's a brand new player at the table, so we know nothing about him. He checks it over to us on a flop of nine deuce queen. Two clubs on the flop. So we flop middle pair top kicker. And we'll half pot C bet this one. The advantage is, of course, he also knows very little about us. Might get some action here sometimes. He check raises us to about eight blinds. So we bet about two and a half blinds. He check raises us to about eight blinds. I think we have to call here a lot because of all the flush draw possibilities. So we are going to call this one. Unfortunately, the turn is the six of clubs, which brings the flush draw in. So if he continues on that card, we're going to just have to fold a lot because the the hands that we think we're beating with the check raise line, we now are no longer ahead of. 
That's a good bet too. He bets tiny. He bets like four and a half blinds, 2250 into 10.6. That's a really good bet. This guy's a good player. This is not the the fishy type player we have a lot of um, going against here. I suspect that's a lot of flushes. So we're just gonna lay this one down. Entering this next hand, we are now uh, through the final break before the end of late registration. And with uh, a couple of tough losses, we've chipped down to just slightly over starting stack. Uh, so uh, blinds now sit at 300, 600 with a 60 chip ante. Still have um, a couple of levels left for late registration. We are on level 12 here. So we've got the rest of level 12, then all of levels 13 and 14 to re-enter if necessary. So given that we're at about 11K and starting stack is 10K, um, you know, we, we really want to search for some double up opportunities here because if we win those opportunities, we're sitting on, you know, double starting stack which is going to be more like, you know, by that point, closer to 20 blinds. Um, now it would put us up to about like, you know, 35-ish blinds, but need to get up to those more playable stacks while while we can. Um, and if we lose, we just rebuy and still have, you know, roughly the same size stack. So under the gun one here, look down at 10 jack offsuit. Again, we've got about 18 blinds. So we're going to open this hand, which is a little bit reckless, but again, we're looking for, for a double up opportunity. Plenty of big stacks at the table to give us that double up opportunity. So we'll see if we can mix it up with one of them, either rebuy or double up. Folds through a couple players. Big-ish stack. Actually, the same hand that we played uh, the ace-nine off uh, where the flush draw came in on the turn calls, as does the small blind, both of which are fairly sizable stacks, both uh, north of 40k to our less than 10k now. Flop comes 10-8 king with two hearts. So picking up a pair and again, a couple of backdoors, all kinds of possibilities. No uh, backdoor straights, I should say. No backdoor hearts for us or, or hearts otherwise. Um, but we're, we're looking to get in there and mix it up. So we're going to C-bet this pot, or this flop rather. We get called by the uh, hijack player. And the small blind, we'll think about it for a second. And he does fold. Turn is not a particularly good one for us. The turn is the ace of hearts. So the flush draw comes in, as do any ace x holdings. We are going to jam here uh, as a bluff. We have a little less than a pot size bet left behind. Um, we get insta snapped by ace jack exactly. That was exactly what we didn't want to happen. Well, the good news is we still have time to re-enter, so we will do that. In the uh, hijack this hand, and we have pocket sixes. Uh, folds around to us in the hijack. Oh, I'm sorry, no, there's a limp from the low jack. So we will open this one to 3x to account for that limper. 
So that's 1,800 as blinds are 300, 600. The big blind calls, and the initial limper will call as well. Flop is a miserable one for us. It's Jack Ace Nine with two hearts. We do have the six of hearts for what that's worth, but our pocket sixes are an underpair to the board. Um, we have 8140. We have a little more than a pot size bet. This might be really crazy, but we're just going to jam here. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of folds, and we're happy to take this pot down here. We do have the small, uh, big line covered. He immediately calls. That's a horrible sign. He has a seven offsuit. Wow. Um, and so we lose that one. Uh, we technically have a blind left. That was ugly. Not particularly well played. So for our all-in hand, we have less than a blind behind. And so our all-in play, we get ace-7 of hearts, which you could definitely do worse than. Um, flop is jack-4-7, all clubs. Turn is the five of clubs. So had a little bit of hope on the flop, though not much. But the turn, you know, we're up against three players, I should mention as well. Um, we almost don't even want to win here, right? I think we're better off actually losing um, and burning our last bullet. Uh, and seeing if we can find some run good at that point. We actually started this tournament with, uh, you know, look, we're pretty solid. We didn't have too many issues, but um, we've certainly hit some... Hit some not-so-good situations going forward. Holy cow. Oh, no, okay, there's a jack. Sorry, I thought for a second we won it. There weren't any clubs out there, but somebody did have a jack. Well, a couple of very questionable bluffs there. Uh, and just like that, we are now three bullets deep into this tournament as we've exercised both of our uh, re-entry options. So for this next hand, we've now entered the next level, which is level 13. Uh, the second to last level before the end of the late registration period. And blinds are 400 and 800 with an 800 chip ante. We'll see if we can find some run good after uh, some pretty horrendous uh, play on our part. So with our eight bigs, we pick up king-queen suited in diamonds. We are in the small blind. A sizable stack under the gun one, min raise opens. I don't see any way. I mean, this guy, we only have seven hands on this table, so it's hard to make any determinations on anything. Um, interesting. The hijack, then three bets to 4,100, so 4.1 bigs. I still just don't see. Sometimes we're just going to be up against ace-king, and it's going to be ugly. Um, the the player who 3-bet has been more active. Again, 7 hands is, is just not enough of a sample size. I just don't know that we're going to find a better hand to do this with. So we're going to get in our, our 8 bigs and hope that by some miracle we're ahead. If not, then just get there. So let's see what happens. Folds back to the initial opener. He folds as well, so I, we're getting a call every time. Oh, and we find a great spot. We're up against King Jack suited. 
Flop comes ace five deuce. Ugh! Turn is a queen, river's a ten. So we find our queen. He's dead to uh, the straight out, and he hits the gutter for the straight. So a four outer uh, eliminates us. That's that's unfortunate. We get our money in good on the last hand, and um, it's all for naught. A pretty unfortunate final hand, but I think uh, we pretty much dug our own grave in this one with a couple of questionable at best bluffs, uh, especially the pair under any card on the board uh, on our first re-entry, second total buy-in. Since we didn't make the end of late registration, I don't even identify a finishing position for the tournament, so we wind up booking a total of a 3 buy-in loss for a minus 16.50 outcome. Of course, it's even more frustrating that we made a final table finish uh, only a few days before this one, and I didn't record, so that stings uh, a little bit more than it otherwise would. Uh, you know, three entries with no positive results is a somewhat frequent occurrence, but just that it had to come so closely to the final table that I, I didn't record was very frustrating. Finally, uh, last segment for the week, our decision of the week. I'm going to choose the hand that starts at the 1424 mark of this episode, if you want to go back and listen. As always, I'll recap the action, just uh, in case you don't want to go back and, and listen to the real-time analysis. So in this hand, we have about 32 big blinds, and we pick up ace-nine offsuit in the cutoff. We min-raise open preflop and go heads up against the big blind, who's an unknown player, with a sizable stack. The flop comes queen-nine-two with two clubs, so we flop middle pair top kicker. It checks to us, and we c-bet half pot, roughly two and a half big blinds. And the big blind check raises us to eight big blinds. We decide to make the call on the flop. The turn is the six of clubs, completing the flush draw. The villain makes a very small bet of four and a half big blinds into what is now roughly a 21 big blind pot, and we fold. In the moment, my analysis was that the check-raise bluffs that we could beat are mostly flushes, uh, flush draws rather, and when the flush comes in on the turn, we no longer really beat any value. So my question is, do you agree with that analysis, or do you think we need to be calling this really small bet on the turn sometimes because of the very good price we're getting uh, to, to call? Let me know what you think. Reach out uh, on Twitter at the tournament G1 uh, with your thoughts and if you would do something different or uh, if you think that was the right decision to be made in that particular spot. Thank you as always for listening and uh, we'll look to get another episode out next week. We're a day late on this one. Had kind of a crazy weekend, so not getting this one published till Monday uh, and unfortunately didn't record until uh, Saturday this week. So hopefully we'll be able to get this one out a little bit more uh, reasonably from a timing perspective uh, as we head into next week. Happy holidays, everybody. If you celebrate great Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year. And I look forward to seeing you all on the felt or the virtual felt at some point in the near future.